Hello, and welcome to Boss Talks, a weekly podcast where we chat with the bosses of the multifamily industry. Who are these bosses? They might be a manager of many, a leader with no title, or just passionate about what they do. Join our host, Evan Happel, Director of Marketing at Community Boss, as he talks with this week's guest. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boss Talks. This is episode 64. We have a great guest. We always have a great guest, but Drew Hudson is our guest today. And from everybody I've talked to within the multifamily industry, they just have nothing but good things to say. And I personally don't know him super well. That's why I'm excited to chat it up with him today and have you, if you don't know him, also learn more about him. But he's doing great things in the industry. He's based out of the Florida region. He's with American Landmark. He's over there training and development with them been in the industry for a little while but not super long he's not like super old or anything he just celebrated his i think 32nd birthday here this year and he's just rolling strong putting himself out there he's been a part of some trainings that i've seen with christy fickert and another person that has nothing but good things to say about him and she may have told me a few things about him that he doesn't know we're going to just jump right in with Drew, but before we get there, I'm your host, Evan Happel. This is Boss Talks. I'm with Community Boss. We have a great solution to manage the physical spaces of your community, whether that's your parking, your amenities, or mapping. We got you covered. Make it a great experience for your residents and also generate some revenue. But enough about that. Let's bring Drew to the show. Hello. Hello, Drew. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm glad to have you. I always, I tend to pick the people farthest away, I feel like. We got Florida representing on a pretty regular basis. You guys have a big footprint in the multifamily space. I don't know if you saw the big controversial discussion around multifamily, what, yesterday? I think it was in the multifamily share space. Brent with Multifamily Insiders had a poll about multi multi-family one word or is it hyphenated now yeah. controversy yeah, there is some because there's a lot of times where i'm posted together i don't think right? i've ever done it separate i know it looks weird yeah because that's multiple families oh man yes you get what oh, i'm saying multiple yeah. multi-dad Exa exactly multiple families but we're exactly. talking about multi-family Thank you. That's exactly what I put in. I just put that like, together in my head. I just no multifamily would be like actual humans, families yes. versus buildings, multifamily. We got it. We just solved it right here yeah. on Community Boss. This is true. And since we spoke it, it is true. It's true. Go for we it. are two That is it. No more arguing. All right. We're done. Go forth. It is true. No, thank you for being here. Some things we're going to talk about today. We'll get to them eventually, but authenticity, being your true self, your authentic self in all things. And then also you are overtraining when it comes to leasing and all the things regarding community management. And it sounds like you have a, I don't know if strong is the right word, but an opinion around making th sure things are timely. They're based in the now and also looking to the future, but let's not stay with what we did in the past because maybe that doesn't work. Yeah, 
I'm so uh, yeah, I'm so honored and blessed to have it's a two team here at American Landmark. My my boss lady Dana and I was just talking to someone today and I said one of the things that allows me to be who I am and is she allows me to do just that, to be who I am and to say, hey, here's a great idea. This is what I think we should do. And American Landmark allows me to go for it. They're like, all right, you have the vision. Let's see it. Let's see it come to forth. You can fail, you can pass or whatever, or it can be something great. I think having that is key. Um, but yeah. yeah, I am very much so be your true authentic. And I, I think it's because I was like the class clown in high school or all throughout school. And I remember I was teaching yesterday, standing in the classroom, and I was like, I never thought I would be on this side doing what I do because so many people are like, you'll never make it. You gotta stop <laughs> joking. You gotta stop. You gotta change, Drew. You gotta change. That is not true. I am still the same, Drew. I've grown a lot, but deep down inside, I'm still my true authentic self. And it works. That's, that's perfect. Well, I love it. All right, well, before we dive into any more of that, yeah, I do yeah. have my three questions. Oh, no. Kicking it right into the three questions. Sorry. Does everyone know so, you don't give us these questions ahead of time? Oh, I don't prep people at is all. Is that a thing? Like, okay. I, oh, yeah. No, we had a pre-call. You got prepped enough. Yeah, I'm good. I'm ready. <laughs> this is Scott. It's all about authentic. Now, if we had already planned out what we were going to say, how authentic is that? I just wanted to bring that out of you. I'm ready. All right. Perfect. All right. So first question, when it comes to building community in your personal and professional life, how, what is your approach in doing so? Not the physical building, but in the sense of bringing people together and whether that's forging forth in a community of professionals or you're just personal kicking it self. I think I'm very much so when it comes to the dispersonality, I'm the influencer. And I think okay. like it's taking some time, but I think I got a handle on when building communities, you first have to know the people in the community. So I think before you think about the entire community, let's think about who are the people that it's gonna make up this community and where do they fit in this community, right? So yes. this community may not look like how I want it to look. I first have to see what are the building blocks. My per first, my personality is very loud. Does that mean that I come into every space that way? No, because I scare people, right? And <laughs> scare a lot of people. And so what I have to do is, okay, this person is a little timid, this person. And, and like you said, it's with friend groups, it's with professional groups. We, I think before we think about the community as a whole, Let's dive into who everyone is, how they will fit in the community, and then create spaces for everyone's personality type to be able to be in that community. Everyone doesn't want to answer questions. So let's not go in say, asking everyone, how about you say this? How about everyone's not comfortable with that? Me, on the other hand, I'll be like, yeah, I'll volunteer. So it's just, I think building communities is just that asking those questions, like who would like to volunteer or who thinks that this is a great idea or who wants to do this versus, hey, let's all do this you can scare some people away right yeah <laughs> no, that's good yeah you, you can and i i think at the end of the day it's all about being authentic but also being self-aware yeah <laughs> i i had to learn that i really yeah. had to learn that like some people i'm like are you okay what did i say you said this and i'm like i did not even know i said it like that i apologize so yeah self-aware is a great word yeah for sure Christy, she's on early and she agrees that she herself scares people. Now, 
I don't know if I would say she's. You've been on stage with her. Do you yeah, feel that's so an Christy, accurate statement? Christy's not scary at all, but I'm me, and Christy's her. So of course, me. I'm like Christy. What's up? And like when we, but I don't know if people think, especially when we're both coming together. I don't know if they want to run tail and hide, but <laughs> yeah, she, I don't see her as like a scary personality at all. And we're very much approachable and because I'm, I'm really against that, but Christy's not scary. We're not yeah. scary. No. Yeah. It's just a perception. Yeah. 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 Some people just can't handle the out the gate energy. That's me in the morning when I go to the gym. I always talk to the person at the desk and she's always, are you awake yet? I'm not ready yeah, for I'm a morning person because at three or four, if you ever see me out at three or four, you're like, is this the same Andrew in the morning? Because I am I get up so early. So three or four, I'm like, time to go to bed. Wow. That, not me. That might be when I go to sleep sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, All right. Thanks for answering that. Great question or great answer. Next question. When it comes to community, hospitality is a great compliment to it, right? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to bringing people into your home, hosting someone, how is it that you approach that? What would you make for them as a meal? We jumped right to the meal. First, the first thing I do, if I have a sister or someone coming over, I do this joke where I have, it's a picture with a paper inside. And so everything that I'm lending to them or I have available to them, I have a price next to it. So I'll have like toothbrush, $2, this, that. So, and then if my guests come to wash their hands, like on, if they have to dry their hands on the whatever, I'm like $2. So I always have that like around my home when I do have guests. If I'm cooking, I'm a big breakfast person. So that's probably going to be the first. I'm going to invite you over for brunch. I do the brioche bread with the oh, French nice. toast and the strawberries and the blueberries and the eggs. And you have to do the brown eggs and you have to cook them slow and long. Do not rush those eggs because they will not be as good as if you let them sit in the butter. You have to let them sit mm. in the butter. So I'm doing that. I'm going to get you in. And my vegans, if you come over, I'll have some sausages and things like that for you too, my vegan people. So yeah. I am very much breakfast, have the whole spread. That's going to be the highlight of, of your visit to my place. That's beautiful. I haven't had a breakfast answer yet, so I love that. Oh, nice. Yeah, purpose, Way to be. I'm going to charge you for washing your hands, and that's it. Can we go back to that? What is the price tag situation? Like, you want to, you want them to feel <laughs> guilty for using? <laughs> it's just things you know when you go in the hole or something, and one is complimentary, but this one is three dollars. And so I just need people to know that everything in life isn't free. And I'm all about making money, whether that's through training, turn on investment. We have to have returns. Yeah, that's funny. You can come to my house, but be sparing with that toothpaste, would you? All right, <laughs> each squeeze. Three dollars. Yes, that's pretty cool. I've gotten a lot of laughs out of that one, so keep that's it up. Funny. Nice. All right. Final question. When it comes to your caffeinated beverage of choice, i.e., coffee, what's your go-to? Example: coffee. So it doesn't have to be coffee. So have to, I've pivoted yeah. on the question. I just we think alike, so I was just going there. Sugar-free Red Bull gets me going, but if it was coffee, it's going to be Starbucks. And it's going to be in a grande iced coffee with two pumps of caramel, two pumps of hazelnut, and two pumps of vanilla. That's going to give you that French vanilla. And then I need four Splendas in there and then make it with oat milk. Wow. that's That sounds sweet. Yeah. That's it, though. That's oh, the drink. Man. If you see me, that is the drink. All right. All right. How did you come across this drink? Did you just experiment? 
No, years ago, someone I was dating in Orlando drank that drink. And so, yeah, I stole it from them. Got it. Yeah. Nice. All right. You liked it. And I liked it. Yeah, it was sweet enough for me. So you you liked it more than you liked them. (laughs) They're no longer here. (laughs) Still very much so. Okay. (laughs) Something to remember them by. We'll just take Mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Oh, I I get those emotions every time I drive through Starbucks. I'm like, oh, yeah. Let's think about them. (laughs) I remember. Oh, that's great. Okay. Thank you for answering the questions. That's it. You made it. Just three questions. All right. Drew, we we started talking a little bit about authenticity and just that you grew up a jokester, didn't really think that you could just be yourself in all the spaces, but you've come to realize that you can. And what did it take for you to get to that place? And then now that you have, how do you help others see that they can too? Yeah, I think it was the the continual support or, or validation that I would receive from peers or because you don't think like you do think sometimes, am I ever going to grow up or (laughs) am I ever going to grow out of this? Will I always be this way? But when I, even down to my family, like my grandmother recently, like she's here visiting and just her laughter day in and day out from just me being myself, stuff, things like that gives me joy because I'm like, this lady is crying, laughing from me being just me and me making it like I do my banter and I talk and I'm like, I'm able to bring joy to so many people's lives doing that. And so when I see that, that's the return I'm looking for, just a laugh or making people laugh. That kind of helps me like, okay, you're on the right path. There is purpose. Or if I'm in the airport line and I make a joke and everybody starts laughing and the lady was like, you're just like that. You're just, I just see this light on you or something. Or, Or I was sitting on a plane and this lady had a light on, but it was my light. And I was, she was reading her book, but the light was shining on me. And I, and so I let it go for a little bit because I'm like, maybe she's going to realize she can't see. And the light is on me like I'm golden brown right now. And so <laughs> she didn't realize it. And so I was like, excuse me, do you mind if I just put your light? And she's like, oh, God. I was like, I, I'm shining bright today, but I don't want to shine that much. And she was just like, just that joke alone. She was like, there's a glow about you. Thank you for that conversation. And so just five seconds, I was able to make an impact in my part neighbors live on the airplane. So I think after I started doing that more and just people seeing the people around me, I'm like, you know what? This isn't bad. This isn't a bad thing. And it's hard to allow people to see because I'm doing it now, like with sales training. And when I go into teach people how to lease, I'm like, look, I don't want you to lease like me. Everybody's not the jokester like me. Everybody's not. That's how I get leases, right? Or how I used to get leases. But I want you to be authentically who you are. And so I think the first step is getting them to see who that is. Because I didn't know that was my superpower. I just was being me, right? But I figured out that's a superpower. That's who, that that's my identity. And so I think the first step is allowing everyone to realize what I have is my superpower. And that it sticks only with me and I need to use this. And so that's what, that's the goal. And it's hard to do that, but I think it's getting them to think about it. Tell them, hey, I didn't always think this way. This is what I found. And then you'll see people start, it'll start clicking like, oh, I do this a lot. Or I don't do this a lot. I'd rather do this. So maybe this is who I am. So I think, yeah, to get them to be authentically who they are, they got to know who they are first. You got to uncover that. And however they need to do that. It may not happen right away or in the setting. Like when I teach it, it doesn't happen. I'm like, go take time, but it will happen. And it's good to 
not try to be somebody else because somebody else that tries to be you tries to crack jokes all the time or whatever may not go well yeah that is true (laughs) crack the wrong type of joke yeah but yeah it's really important for us to understand who we are but hopefully over time people become more and more comfortable um, figuring that out and being themselves because it's so weird to work with people when they're like pretending evan we have to be ready for it too though yeah I don't think, I still don't think we're evolved to the place where people can really be who they are. Like there's some policies, whoever's watching this, whether a playback or whatever, there's some policies you need to look over. They've been the same policies since 1935. We have to change. If we're going to, so I think as we open that door and that conversation of, I want you to be who you really are, authentic. Are you ready for it? (laughs) Because that's all the things. That's not even just personality. That could go Uh into the way we dress, how Uh we do our hair, certain policies, piercings, whatever, all the things, right? There probably are lines to be drawn. Uh We don't want to go too far, but but certain hairstyles, it's like, no, that's just their natural hair. And like Uh things from the past, they're just straight up don't make sense. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like we shouldn't all just look the same. No, we're not the same. My hair yeah. is different than your hair, blah, blah. Yeah. So, no, it is it is an important thing. And I think sometimes those things happen when people have companies that it's a very homogenous makeup of the workforce, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then over time becomes more and more diverse. But mm-hmm. then you don't change your policies. And it's like, we got to adjust over time. This isn't the same place. Yep. And so. being open to hearing those ideas. I think that's the first step. Hear them. You may not change everything, but at least open the door where you want to hear it. So what are some things that like your workplace has put in place that has allowed you and others to really feel the ability to be more authentic? Yeah, I think on a corporate level, we don't call ourselves corporate, but corporate level, the open communication is huge here. And we communicate in the way we're all comfortable with communicating. And it's not how everybody's like, oh, this is like a family. I'm glad that we don't just say that. We actually act it out. And that doesn't mean every day is this harmless day or we're all getting along. But yeah, we, we just have that open door policy where we can communicate. I can have a meeting with my manager and her manager or the president is right down there. He, he'll come in and say, hey, what's going on? How's everything going? What do we need? What are the people saying? Things like that. And so that open communication is going to be key. But for our teams, we've opened up something. We have this um, email address where there's ideas. It's called ideas. And they can just send in ideas of what they want or what they think or what they're seeing or how we should implement something. We have that open door policies. We've had a leasing professional create a move in sheet or move out sheet for notice to vacates. And she sent it to us. It was like, hey, what do you guys think? We could have very well said, this is corporate job. No, we're going to, no, we published it. We thought it was nice. We made some tweaks and we put it in our resources for our associates. And no, it wasn't made by any, it was made by one of our leasing professionals. And it makes them feel like, or helps them to feel we're all in this together. We're not, our ears are not closed off. And if you think that this is going to help you, we're going to try it out. And that's just important. Yeah. For No, that's great. Yeah. I like when at least ideas are considered, I mean, not everything goes like our company we try to listen to our customer and implement things where it makes sense and is doable but if you're not listening to your workforce too they're the ones doing the work hands-on 
when we get removed, like you're in a different job than you used to be. Sometimes uh-huh. we don't outright forget, but also the job's different. Like just so a segue here, but training for now, not what you did back then. So how do we do that? So what are some ways you've adapted how your approach is and also your, I guess your training? Well, yeah. The first thing is you have to, it's what it says, training for the now. So I haven't, I've helped out on site, but I haven't been on site for about four years now. So I haven't actually been in it day in, day out. And so the first step I take now that, and again, American Landmark allows me to create the curriculum, right? Dana and I, we create our curriculum. First thing we're doing is taking out assistance from each area and saying, hey, we're thinking about rolling out this class. What would you want to hear from this class? What would you Mm. want to learn? What are you guys seeing? And now we're building our outline and things around people that are in actually doing the job. I think a lot of times we're trying to recycle uh, what we've learned and highlight it or make it look pretty. Maybe the old things try to hype it up, but I think we just need a totally new way of doing it. And that's only going to come from asking those people that are doing it day in, day out, what do you need? And don't get me wrong. Like we did the big back to basics push this year, back to the basics. And everyone was doing it in multifamily. They were doing the back to the basics. And so, but we made it a point to make sure we were saying back to the basics, but in a new way, in, in your way. Let's take this basic way that we used to do it, but let's make it more new for your attitude or how you need to do it. And we learned a lot from that. We learned about different types of leasing styles. Like I was like, you do what? And so a lot of times when people are like, what I do is I just ask them this and I, I close the lease this way. Sometimes I can say, no, that is not how we do it at American Lamb. I'm so glad that's not what we do. I'll say, you did what? I'll say, okay. And some things I have to say, let me think about it and get back to you. (laughs) But some things I'm like, look, does it get you leases? Is it working? And it's not against fair housing. Keep going getting those leases so it's yeah. not illegal okay good yeah, <laughs> what are some of the what are what's what's one um idea that's come out of doing it that way that really was pretty interesting and so you guys kind of that you've actually like spread to other people i know it's one of them has something to do with the telephone there was a telephone conversation or something and the way that they asked for i can't remember right now it was something about the telephone but it it was like the way we always teach, like I always teach you to do the greeting and you you follow the thing, but make it a natural conversation. Well, one of our leasing professionals, she does her intro in the beginning. So she's like, hey, um, and she calls herself Mama LT. And she's like, I'm Mama LT and this is this. And let me tell you about me. Now we're about to get you started on your tour. And I was like, and for me, I'm like, you probably want to get more information from the prospect, but every shopping report that comes in, she gets 100%. So it's every lease that she has, she's closing most of her leases. So for her, I was like, that that allowed me to open up the telephone conversation. Okay, you guys, you don't have to do it in the scripted way or wait and get certain information first. If you feel like you want to go on this tangent about who you are and how you're going to help them and you're ready to get started, then you can do that. And yep, Mama LT out of Texas taught me that. And it's working for her and hopefully it's working for other people too. Nice. Yeah. Sometimes things need to be mixed up like that because they get, it's just background noise. Like it's just Uh expected, right? Like I've called four different communities and they've all answered the phone the same way. And then she answered it so different. That's something fresh. Yeah. 
Yeah, don't ever start listening to phone. And it's it's but that's what we've taught, right? That is what we've taught in that time. And so I'm like, yeah, we gotta shift it and bring some originality. I've, I've been saying that this week. I'm like, how do we get originality in the phone calls? Like yeah. for people to have that natural conversation. Yeah, that's gonna right. be a good one. Nice. Okay. So is there anything else from a training standpoint that you are doing right now that maybe would be something others might learn from you guys? So one of the things first is me time, right? So I did that big push earlier where it's, it's called me time with the trainers, me and Dana, with Dana and Drew and the, we have a ticket system. And so the leasing professional or anyone can put in a ticket and say, I need me time. Right. And that's 15 minutes on a FaceTime call, phone call, or video call with the trainer with the topic of your choice. And so when we first rolled it out, people were just like, I need me time. And then I would get on the phone and they were like, hey, Andrew. And I'm like, yeah, what's going on? We just wanted to say hi. And I'm like, no, that's not what it's for. <laughs> so we had to change it. Whereas you have to put the topic of your subject before we can call you. So that was just, that was monumental for us that they can get a trainer. Like, because we were checking our tickets, it was, it didn't have to be formal. So I could say, hey, what's your number? And then I would call them, FaceTime them and say, what do, what do you need? What's going on? I've helped people go through their ingrained TVs and think, what do you need? I, this button is not working. I'm like, gotcha. I'm on a plane. I could be in my home already, or I can be anywhere and I can, it, we can do me time. And yeah. so that was just huge. It's still working. It still works. So that was a big one. Another one was the AL pop-up sessions. So we do pop-up trainings and I just find more, more, there's more participation when you do it that way. And so what we do is it may have already been on the calendar, but what I'll do is 15 minutes before the training, I'll send this mass email out and I'm saying pop-up session. We're talking about shops pop-up session. We're talking about overcoming objections, pop-up session. And then you'll see like the registrations just coming in. And so in the beginning, they're like, there's a concern because it doesn't give people enough time. But um, those are some of our most field classes that there's a lot of participation when we do it like that pop-up session gives them something to look forward to. Like when are we going to get that email for a pop-up training this week? No, I like that. So when, what are you using for facilitating that? So we are okay. using, Zoom. Yeah, we use Zoom and um, because I like to, we do breakout rooms. So the pop-up session is very, not me talking. It's very much workshop. And so we're all talking about it and we're all, and then I break them out in breakup sessions. I go breakout sessions. I go into the session, we talk. So it's just 30 minutes and we're just talking about like how to do better. And I have had people, they get on the same because there's topics. And so some people get on the same topic every week. And I'm like, why are you here? Because I want to learn something new. So, so grateful again, to be a, a part of a company that believes in training. And then, so now our people are like eating up the training and that's really good. Yeah. And it's not just watch a video or whatever. It's actually talking to another it's human. actually talking to us actually. And we need that. We need yeah. that. We have our videos every Monday. We do a Monday video that we send out is two minutes long and we're dancing, acting crazy, but it always has a special topic to it. Last topic was huddles. We are telling our teams, you need to do your morning huddles. So we got a lot. It's a lot we do. It's That's funny. nice. That's good. Yeah. I've got to break up monotony a little bit, a little fun, bring the training with a laugh. So a lot of people were probably just trying to call you so you make them laugh, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. They even when I do the like, like if I go to Dallas or Texas, they're like, I'm like seeing people sign up for classes. I'm like, you took this already. Go work. <laughs> You've been through sales training. Go work. That's funny. There was a question. When it comes to the me time at any time, 
Oh, is it at any time, first of all? And are you using anything like Calendly to schedule your time? I'm not. They can request it at any time. Of course, I do it during work hours. Of course, there's sometimes where I'm off like after five, but they're there to six. And then we have our Texas community. So I do a little bit, give a little bit and I may do it at home or whatever. But what I use right now, and I probably next year will be looking into something like that to make it easier. But once I get that request through our ticket system, I send a calendar invite. Once I confirm the date and time, I send them an Outlook calendar invite. And it depends on how they want to communicate. So some people are like, I want to do Zoom. Some people are like, I want to do a phone call. I want to do a phone call. I want to FaceTime. So however we do that, I put that in that invite and then we connect during that time. Nice. Was me time one of the sessions you did with Christy or what were, what no. were you doing with her? So when I talk with Christy, we talk about video and multifamily. Oh, oh I, so we talk about a couple of the topics actually. So LinkedIn session is what we talked about. We talked, we did a LinkedIn session at NAA about how to leveraging LinkedIn and how to get the mm. most out of the LinkedIn part platform. But mostly when we talk, we did, we also did like this video series, quick email, email coming to your inbox on how to be comfortable on. And so yeah. we did it like, it was super cool. I think it's five days, just five days, five minute of video. And it just gives you some tips and tricks on how to become comfortable uh, with video in multifamily. I started with video a long time ago, 2012, when I first started and I had my little phone. There was no like platforms that I just had my phone and I was like, hey, I'm Andrew, come to the Hardware Apartments, 386-274-1448. I still remember the number. And I was doing that and I was just sending it out. And so years later, I connected with Christy. She's the VP at Rolling. And yeah, we've been making some magic happen with, with video. Nice. So how are you using video at the site level? I know you guys use real link. I've seen you do a lot with her. On our level right now, we're using like our, we have our iPads at American Landmark where we do the FaceTime and then we do the Google for those that have the, the Google calling and teams calling and things like that. So we have iPads at the site level where our associates are using that. They're also recording. We have YouTube channels where they can send links to the prospects to go on the YouTube and see videos that they're uploading or they can send it right through, text it right, a uh, link uh, through Rent Dynamics, which is what we use. They can text a link for them to watch a video. So I haven't rolled out like a video series or how I want them to do it just yet. Right now they're taking it by the horns and just trying to get more leases with videos. And so we're videoing the vacant units, apartment homes, the model apartment home on um, specific units are key. So specific apartment homes that people want to see. So we're, and we're focusing on how, not just how the inside of the apartment looks, but what is their exact view at different times during the day. We need to focus on, do they get the sunrise? Do they get the sunset? And so things like that is what we're focusing on right now. That's important because if you don't know what you're doing, it can just look like hot garbage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then one of the things we talk about, I won't say much because you got to get watch the series. Oh yeah. You got to watch that series guys. You got to watch the series. It's on the, it's on, I'll share it later. But one of the things we talk about is also not making it too perfect because people don't want to see that. People want real people and real videos. Sometimes yeah. we, and we spend so much time on trying to make it perfect. Yeah. No, just get something that's raw, that's real, that shows them exactly what they want and get it out there. No, that's true. When you're shopping for an apartment or doing anything like that, shopping online, perfect. That's not actual reality. You're going to get into that apartment or you're going to buy that thing and you're going to be disappointed <laughs> and it sets you up and I, there's a place for it all the music and you're beautiful it's beautiful 
But yeah, you want to have some type of real element because, like you said, they will walk in and be like, "Okay." Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, that's that's really important. So one thing that when I was talking to people as they were responding to the show and things, a lot of people were saying just how much they appreciate you, how they how you do make them laugh, how you are authentic. Christy, she herself brought up a few things just really gushing about you, I will say. You are one of her favorite people. And one of the things that really, from a story standpoint, that really highlighted your ability to be authentic and be yourself was apparently during one of your trainings, it was hot and somebody provided you with uh, a fan, personal fan, and you had no, you were not embarrassed to just use it at any and all points because it was quite warm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And everybody laughed at me. And one of my industry friends, Jessica, we met the first time from off of LinkedIn and I had that fan and I went to go hug her and the fan got caught in her hair. And that was the first time we ever met Jessica. Her last name is Denon. She works for Wood Partners. But um, yeah, so she, yeah, we were, we saw each, we were in Atlanta in the stadium. And I was like, that's her. And she's like, that's him. And I had the fan that they gave me. And I went right over there and I hugged her. And so we spent five minutes trying to, (laughs) that's our story. That's how Please tell me you have pictures of this. I don't, I was told. (laughs) Could you imagine? Here's this lady that I've been wanting to meet. We finally met, and that's what happens. Oh, that's funny. That's yeah, you thing. can't script that any better. Were these? Were the? Was the fan? Were they exposed blades? Where they weren't like? Yeah. So they. <laughs> now I need to know. They were like, what is that material? It wasn't hard material. It was like a fans. They go. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was blades, but they weren't hard. They were like not hard at all. But and it yeah. just said. And it was not coming out. And you and it's so embarrassing. You had people I didn't know, like her posse was around her trying to take the fan out of there. Like, oh my god. And I was just like, I don't know, I don't know. And so finally I was like, forget it. Break the fan. And so <laughs> I broke the fan and but I was able to put it back together, lost the fan. And three months later, the guys from Rent Dynamics, who's now in Trotta, they knew that I had lost my fan and they sent me another one. So it's somewhere around here. That was super kind of them. Because I like that, to have fans. So that's that, was that a Trevor move? Did Trevor do that? It wasn't Trevor. It was actually, oh, was it Blake? No, it wasn't Blake. Blake's brother. It was Blake. Okay. It was that's Blake. Funny. That's funny. That's yeah. great. Marcus is saying, sounds like an entanglement. <laughs> oh, it was. Could you imagine your heart? And then all these professional people, everybody who's everybody is around in this stadium watching Andrew or Drew take out this fan out of Jessica's head. Hopefully this was at a stage where it was early in the evening. You had a couple drinks and it was even worse. <laughs> yeah, Angie, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't have to cut our hair. I, I didn't know what I was going to do. Oh and something that just break the fan, and I say that was the answer. That was probably a better option than ripping her hair out. Oh man! So have you guys spoke since? We have actually. <laughs> we good. met at a conference here in Tampa. She lives in Florida too. It's a lot oh, okay. of people. Yeah. All oh yeah. People. So yeah, I think that's why she forgave me because we are in Florida. Yeah. In fact, you guys are having your big FAA event right I'm actually now. Heading over. It's Christie's birthday today, so I'm heading over for a dinner tonight yeah for in a minute yeah nice so you're gonna because where are you at you're not in Atlanta, right? it's a few hour drive right two hours yeah florida's it's skinny yeah but it's long 
skinny, but it's long. And when you get yourself on that long trek, it's like, when is this going to end? And then we have the storms. So okay. there's a few storms coming this way. So Which yeah. then just makes your trip like double the length because so, when it rains, you cannot drive. It is horrific. Well, yeah. But see me, I'm just like the story. It's going to end. It's going to end. And I'm the one that's like, why are you pulling over? It's going to end. You got to ride through. If you pull over, you're just going to stay there. Just keep. And so it can be, I've been in some situations where I should have pulled over. And I'm like, it's going to it's going. And you, you just kept going because everybody else pulled over. So therefore. Go, but guess what? It's a in, about, in about a minute and a half, I was out of it. And guess what the other people were doing? Pulled over in the storm. You just got to keep going. That's funny. Yeah. Because it is like clockwork. It's like same time of day. It lasts uh-huh. for all of a couple minutes and then it's over. Yeah, that's why if you're flying out in Florida, you want to get out either early in the morning or late at night in the summer. Right. Yep. You're competing with the daily rain. Right. Yeah, Florida's weird like that. That is an, a very consistent thing. It's called clockwork. That is a beautiful thing. That's why we're yeah. so. That's true. You do get your water. Mm-hmm. It gets over with, move on. And we have our fruit, we have our water, we have our trees. That's true. That's very true. Angie thinks that we're going to see you on the news someday. <laughs> I don't know what that is. What? Angie, <laughs> on the news? Maybe for something good. Okay, why? Yeah. I've never been arrested. But I just saw a mugshot of myself, like, wanted. Angie, come on now. I don't know. Something about the hair. They're really hung up on the hair, if I feel like. Oh, Jessica's hair. Yeah. Stranded. Oh, she said. Oh, in the water. <laughs> because I don't pull over. I'm a hurricane. Yeah, Marcus said I'm a hurricane guy. I'm from Miami, Florida, born and raised. I was born when Andrew was here. I was just born. My birthday's next week. Send me some gifts. No, I'm joking. But I was just born. And um, yeah, so I've been through a number of hurricanes and it just doesn't scare me anymore. Oh, man. More power to you. I think I'm going to stand clear of the hurricanes personally. Yeah, definitely. You can plan tornadoes and stuff you can't plan for. Hurricanes you can plan for. I know it's coming way down the line. This is true. You you prepare your house. You have the shutters, all the things. Uh-huh. Here, we're preparing too. We build our houses so that we're ready for the impending apocalypse of a giant, like a earthquake, or a big mountain exploding. That's what we have looking forward to. And we don't know when it's going to happen. It's this like pending doom that they always talk about. So that's fun. Yeah, the earthquake. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, see, that's I can't the unknown. What I can't deal with. That's why. I, this is true. You know that there's crazy hurricane situation. Yeah. We know, know that, that one day we're going back underwater. That's true too. Yeah, <laughs> and you have just fun insects and stuff. We do. We make up our own insects. The love bug. Look it up. UCF. The love bug. Two bugs stuck together by the tail. Okay. It was made on UCF campus, and so now we have them. So they the like board. engineered a bug. Interesting. It's two well, bugs. Re- research it. But okay. yes, yes, two bugs stuck together. Huh. I, I don't know why, what was the usefulness in creating that bug was, but somebody was bored, apparently. To spread the love. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Oh, man. The things people do, I just don't understand. Okay. Yeah, well, not a huge fan of bugs. Not a huge fan of bugs. If there's any other questions that anybody has of Drew, he is an expert in the field of training and development. So if there's anything you want to pick his brain up, reach out to him post-show. He's active on LinkedIn, so easy to find and available for 
trainings and things, because I know you do trainings at NAA uh -huh. and other places. Have you gotten the NAA EI facilitator, that whole thing? I did. Okay. So he is hireable. So look him up. Yeah, I, I know that there's I know that there's a portal for that. Did you know that? There's like a portal? Not at all. Yeah, you are in a portal and you can be hired from people all over the country. To do what? Facilitation. Oh. Yeah. That's funny because I don't think was it Joe Ellis? She didn't know about it either. Um over in Orlando. But yeah, you have like probably even a I don't know if you have a profile, but you're definitely in there. And places like Washington State can use it to hire you and come do trainings for their association. Oh, wow. That's a so, good thing. Yeah. All right. So you hear it here. He's available. He just got his facilitator training. Hire him. Pay for his flight, his hotel. Give him some And ask cash. my company first. Yeah. <laughs> ask his company first. They can inquire and you can turn it down. Yeah, no, I'm joking. I'm just joking. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Drew, for being on today, being a boss here on Boss Talks and in your everyday life. I really yeah, appreciate yeah. you being on with me. And just like Drew jumped on, you can too. So reach out to me if you want to be on Boss Talks. Get your boss swag, get your boss chain. It'll all be coming to you shortly, sir. And you will be bossed out. But reach out to me if you're interested, and I would love to have you on the show. Thanks again, Drew, and have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Boss Talks Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out via email at info at communityboss.com. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to like, share, and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also watch the podcast live every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Community Boss LinkedIn or Facebook pages. Until next time, manage like a boss.